You're listening to Making Space with Jen Pillipow, a podcast about authenticity and the subconscious beliefs masking it. Hello, and welcome back to the show. In this episode, we are focusing on all or nothing thinking, and I want you to start to think about where you only give yourself just those two options, just all or just nothing. Asher Pack says, for perfectionists, only the extremes of the continuum exist, all or nothing, black or white, and it makes this rigidity inside of us. It creates a lot of rules to live by. It doesn't allow for fluidity in the moment. And the other big problem is that it demands perfection when you're striving for a new goal, which is completely unrealistic and not supporting yourself. And just an update on how I'm doing with my new phrase, fail faster, (laughs) and my follow-up, if it failed, where did it fail? Um... It's going pretty good. <laughs> had a fail yesterday and I used the five fails and I reframed it. It's a common fail. It's not a catastrophe and it makes me feel better, strangely, ironically, because I'm living up to my fail faster motto. So even though it was a fail, don't necessarily love it. <clears throat> I know that I am living up to my, my new phrase, <laughs> fail faster. And there's a strange reassurance and and comfort in it. And I love the phrase afterwards, if it failed, where did it fail? Because it reminds me it's not all or nothing. It reminds me that whatever I was doing isn't totally wrong and I should throw it all away. It's being realistic with it, being an optimalist with it and looking at it and seeing where does it need to be tweaked? And then that that question alone can start to quiet that inner critic that judges unfairly, that focuses on all the flaws and the mistakes and discounts, strengths, accomplishments, and what is working, right? In my old podcast, Brain Boss, I think I talked about fixed and growth mindset, which is a topic in positive psychology that I really like. Carol Dweck has a great book about this too, but in a nutshell, a fixed mindset believes that talents and abilities are fixed traits. You've got a certain amount of talent and that's it. If you fail, you're just no good at it. Or if you have to struggle, then you don't have the talent and that means it's a waste of time and energy to even try. You might, if someone with a fixed mindset would believe some people are just lucky and it's easy for them. Mistakes are so hard to overcome. If a person with a fixed mindset notices that other people learn faster, then they think that they're just born smart and that's just the way it is. And for this kind of a person, success is paramount. It is the most important thing. So as you're listening to me, list those things. Did any of them stick out for you? Are you a fixed mindset kind of person? Because I do find a lot of people that have the perfectionistic tendencies do typically have a lot of these fixed mindset beliefs. And I just want to remind you that they are a set of beliefs, which means they can be changed. They can be challenged. They're they're not necessarily true. All right, now I want to list for you what makes up a growth mindset. So a growth mindset believes talents and abilities can be developed. Practice and hard work make improvement. You can always develop skills further. 
You can learn from success and failure. Outcomes are better if you keep revising the process. Mistakes are viewed as opportunities. Innovative solutions come from mistakes. Mistakes are the chance to learn and just a natural part of the learning process. So as you listen to me list those, do any of those stick out for you? I like to think about when I do a puzzle because the first time I did a puzzle, it was like a year or two ago and it had been maybe two decades since I had done a puzzle and it shocked me at how discouraged I got when I didn't find the piece right away, when I didn't guess the exact right piece right away every time, which is so ridiculous. The point of a puzzle is you try different pieces, you try them in different ways. There's no way you would ever get it right 100% of the time. And by the way, that would be boring anyways. And as you can probably guess, I naturally held all of the fixed mindset beliefs that I had to have a look at and unravel and slowly shift my mind and my perception of, of what it means to expend effort. Another really interesting area where I've noticed an all or nothing mindset shows up is scarcity mindset. Thinking that you can only make money through one avenue, that it has to be through a specific type of work, that it has to be trading dollars for hours, etc., and not seeing the multiple examples of abundance in the world around you and feeling like there's never enough money. What comes to mind actually is this Pete the Cat book that my kiddo has that my mom gave him. And in this particular book, Pete is walking around with these um, magic sunglasses. And every, everyone that puts on the magic sunglasses sees, you know, kind of the bright side of life, right? So he comes up to Squirrel and Squirrel is holding an acorn and she's sad. And then she puts on these magic sunglasses and then she's happy because she has one acorn, not, oh, one acorn. <laughs> and I think that's just a really prime example of having that all or nothing thinking, having results being paramount, having that fixed mindset, and just not seeing how things can work out. And this really gets into different types of thought distortions. So a thought distortion is just a tendency or a pattern or a way of thinking where we as we automatically assume that those thoughts are true. We don't even question them, but they're usually false or inaccurate and have the potential to cause damage to your confidence. So there's lots of different types of thought distortions. There's overgeneralizing when you just blow things out of proportion where you discount the positive. So you just see all the negative and you don't accept or see any of the positive jumping quickly to conclusions, magnifying or minimizing. Whenever you have a should statement, I should do this, I should do that, I should be that. And thought distortions are biased and they're inaccurate perspectives. We think about, it's if you go back to the first definition of optimalism, like having that really realistic view, that would be the opposite of the thought distortion. So here, of course, we're focusing on the thought distortion of all or nothing. Some people will even take pride in it. I'm all in or I'm all out. I know I used to be like that. I would hear myself telling people with pride how I was an all or nothing person. I was all in or I was all out. Like this made me some sort of high performer that I had control of it when it really drove me crazy and controlled me and made me feel victimized by my own life circumstances. 
So let's talk about how we can be more conscious and deliberate with this tendency, especially in perfectionism, because it creates so much anxiety and then it will sabotage our goals. So the way that we can break this down and bring it more to the more self-awareness to it is to ask yourself, am I only giving myself two options, just all or none? (laughs) What other options could there be? And then this is the homework worksheet for today, but start out by actively seeking out the gray. Catch yourself when you use words like always, never, all, every, should, must, and then see beyond that success, failure, good and bad. And remember that there's so much in between. There's so much gray. There's so many other options. And another thing I like to really tease the brain with is paradoxes. We can fail at something and still be worthy. We can be mad and still lovable. You can say no to someone and you can still be a good person. You can say you're busy even if it's just sitting on the couch watching Netflix and you're, you're not available for what they want you to be available for. And you can still be lovable and do that. You can still have healthy boundaries and be lovable. You can take time for self-care and still care for others. So I love teasing my brain with this because at first my brain is like, no, (laughs) you must do these things so that you will be worthy. No, (laughs) and start to tell it a different story and then just watch the smoke come out of your ears. (laughs) So you can see where I'm going. It's our output, whether it's perfect or not. It's not a referendum on our worthiness. And I like this with my parenting too. When Roger does something, I'm really careful to say it's not bad, which he may interpret as he is bad, but refining the language to that was a bad decision. So he keeps it all separate. And this is something great to do with our inner child work, which will be coming in season four and where we do a a more of a subconscious dive with that in my program. So next time you find yourself thinking all or nothing, give yourself five options. What are five approaches or ways it could play out? And then what are five possible outcomes? What are five different ways? Because a lot of time when we're thinking all or nothing, we're also thinking worst case scenario. We're overgeneralizing the worst case scenario, the negativity part of it. What's the positive about it? And if you're thinking about how it might go so wrong, what might go so right about it? We don't know. We don't tell the future. What's the harm in thinking both ways? And then remind yourself that the universe, God, the world, whatever terminology you prefer, remind yourself that it has its own way of working things out and unfolding in mysterious ways, ways you couldn't even think of. Don't try to intervene or control it. Just allow the support. There are endless ways we can experience life while still feeling secure and safe and confident in ourselves. Instead of having fixed ways where you expect things to unfold or expect of yourself, there's no possible way we could think of all the many millions of options and opportunities that could unfold, but we can think of five and that gets us out of the all or nothing. It adds a lot more color to our lives. Now, sometimes what I've noticed is we get into this fight or flight state and we're thinking all or nothing and we don't even realize it until maybe afterwards. And so then we need to start looking at where did I check out? 
so you can better prepare yourself for the next time. And it may take many of those iterations before you get ahead of it. And that's all okay. Remember, we talk about on this podcast not being hard on yourself and that failure is feedback and growth and necessary. So just feel it and move forward with new thinking. Polarized thinking, which is and just another term for all or nothing thinking, is is a thought. So it's our choice to continue with the thought, to believe the thought, or to invite in other thoughts. And I just want to back up here for a moment because sometimes I feel like when I talk about thoughts and it's in our control and you control it, I know it's not always that easy because I understand the subconscious point of view of this, of course, right? When we have that subconscious programming playing out, sometimes those thoughts are so under the surface, we don't even realize we're having them, which is why I talk so much about self-awareness and why the podcast Brain Boss Season 3 is all about self-awareness. If you haven't come across that and you're interested, you can still check that out on all the places where you um, hear podcasts. It's a public podcast. But I just wanted to say, with all this talk about what you can control and what you can't control, I know that controlling your thoughts isn't always easy. I know that sometimes we don't even realize we're having those thoughts or those feelings and we just feel kind of bowled over by it all. I get it. And the best place to start with that is self-awareness so that you can start to slow it down a little bit. You can start to process what's going on, what you're feeling, naming what you're feeling. And that is there. that is just such a great place to start. So I'll leave that there. And of course, if you're interested in diving into those subconscious programming, sometimes that's a great place for you to start too. If that feels right to you, then please do check out Making Space, my program on my website, because that's the work that we do there. Okay, so next time you're feeling this fear, you're you're recognizing, you're aware that you're thinking all or nothing or black or white, your job then is to give yourself five other options and five possible outcomes. Now the free worksheet for this episode, that's what that exercise is all about. So it can really help with that self-awareness piece to help you get to know yourself. When are you giving yourself all or nothing thoughts? What other thoughts are you having at that time? And start to get to know yourself on that level so that you can start to make changes where you can catch those thoughts. You can choose other new thoughts. And understanding this is not an overnight process. If you've been practicing for a while, it will come faster. If this is new to you, it's going to take some time and that is totally okay. All right, so I have a couple of updates for you. If you have been following, I have a new online program for adults, Making Space. This is open for enrollment now. It is an application process and you can find that application on my website. This is where we do the deep dive and the deep work and the transforming, the inner child hypnotherapy, the Reiki integration and more. If you are in Saskatoon where I am, I am now seeing clients out of Boreal Wellness. You can come in for one-on-one Reiki. You can bring your kids, you can bring your teens, you can come if you're an adult. And if you're not in the Saskatoon area, I do offer distance Reiki too. So this is a really beautiful addition to any sort of hypnotherapy work that you're doing, coaching, um, therapy. It's a really nice addition because it helps you move that energy and it helps your brain adopt those new beliefs when you can move that energy. It makes space. 
So you can sign up for that on my website. And as always, thank you so much for listening to this episode. This podcast is recorded in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan on Treaty 6 territory, the traditional land of the Cree people and the homeland of the Métis Nation. If you're not sure whose land you're on, I invite you to get curious by visiting native-land.ca. And the podcast music is called Full Light Up the Stars by Gaia. Thanks again for listening. Now go out and make some space for yourself.